Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Higher Battle Podcast. My name is Peyton, and here we talk about Jesus and together walk through the highs and lows of living a life for God. Today is super exciting. We have some new voices here on the podcast, and I'm so excited to get some just fresh opinions and ideas on here. I'm sure you guys have been getting very tired of my own voice, so we have three special guests here today. This is part one of our panel for advice and just guidance for new believers. Maybe you or someone you know has just accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior and kind of be that journey of a changed heart and a changed life and you maybe you're just you don't know exactly where to start maybe you don't know what chapter to read in the bible first and just all these kind of maybe just have all these questions so i hope this panel today and next wednesday helps you with this i just want to thank each and every one of these guests it has been just an honor to be friends with each and every one of you and I'm just so filled with joy that you would take the time out of your day to record these questions for me and send in your voice recording so I'm just really excited to hear what you have to say and I'm sure the audience is as well. So joining us today we have Zach Piper, Hannah Archer, and Amanda Carney and there will be a part two with even more guests so get excited for next week but I'm just going to start out with giving a little introduction into each one of those one of these guests just so you kind of know who's talking to you so you can kind of just get a little insight into who these people are and why I choose them to join us today on the Higher Battle Podcast. I'll just start out with Hannah Archer who is one of my dear friends here in my hometown and I just love her to death. She is just an amazing woman of God. She reflects his love and his service and everything she does and it's been an honor to get to serve beside her in youth ministries and I've heard Hannah teach quite a bit but still every single time she just is filled with so much wisdom and always has so much great knowledge to offer so I'm really excited for you guys to hear what she has to say today. And then we have Zach Piper, who I happen to meet through TikTok, and he's just a really cool guy, super deep, has some really deep thoughts. His style of teaching and preaching and sharing God's word through his creativity and his photos and his workouts and things like that are super neat to see and watch. And his poems, his spoken words, um, I'd, I'd say that's probably what he's known for on TikTok is his spoken word. Um, just very insightful. And you can really just tell that the Holy Spirit is working through him with that gift and talent that he's been given. So once again, another individual who's just full of wisdom. It's going to be really special to hear him talk today. And lastly, for this Wednesday, but certainly not least, we have Amanda Carney. She is just a glowing beam of light. She's just like a walking ray of sunshine. It has been really cool to get to know her. I also met her through TikTok, and she also has a very bold way of sharing her faith. She's very unapologetic in who she is, and she's going to share Jesus in any way possible, and she's not going to be shy about it, and it's just amazing. Um, and so, she the cool thing is she's super bubbly and nice and you see that on her instagram and tiktok and everything but she can also be very very deep and she definitely has a very deep and unique relationship with jesus and so i'm really excited for you guys to hear some advice and wisdom that she's about to tell us about as well 
So we're about to get into the questions and how this is going to work is I'm going to ask a question and then each one of these wonderful guests are going to answer it based on their walk with Jesus and just what they've learned along the way. So question one for you guys is what is your advice for new believers? Number one, understand who God is and start to develop a fear of God, um, reverence if you will. That is so important. Start reading your Bible Plugging into a church and finding community is something I wish I would have done when I was a new believer. Um, I cannot stress the importance of having a strong community in a, in a church that you enjoy. And then prayer. Work on your prayer life. First of all, if you are a new believer, congratulations. I think following Jesus is honestly the best, most exciting, and fulfilling journey you'll ever have. Um, it will come with its battles and its triumphs and anything in between. Any, anything in between, but honestly, is the best journey you could have ever started. Um, my advice for you is to find community of other people um, who are Jesus loving, God fearing um, people. It is so important in your faith to be surrounded by people who can encourage you in it, who can build you up, who can challenge you and, and, um, make you think in different ways. So find that community, um, whether that's through a church, a college ministry, wherever you may be, find that community. Um, another thing is I would find a mentor, somebody, um, that you look up to and that you value and respect their faith and how that they how they conduct themselves and how they pursue their faith in an everyday life situation and and walk through life with them like learn from them evaluate how and why they live their life the way they do and and you'll find yourself drawn to them and learning more about Jesus through how they live and then the third thing i would say is really just fall in love with the Bible, fall in love with the fact that it's a love letter from God and dig into it and it's scripture and God's truths. Because as you start this new journey of faith, you'll find a lot of people push back at times and will question the Bible. And the best thing you can do is just learn God's truths so that you can stand on them and trust in them and and know your center point of truth when you hear all these different things. Um, I think consistency is super important. When that seed is planted in you, it's so important that you continue to water that seed and not just linger where you are because as Christians, we're constantly growing and we're constantly learning. So always be striving to grow and be consistent in your relationship with God and discipline yourself to to pursue him daily um, because that is definitely a choice that you have to make. I also think community is so vital. Community and having like accountability buddies because having those people surrounding you is going to strengthen you and have people to like look up to and also to understand you and where you're coming from and give you advice and all that good stuff. Um, And also I think it's really good to evaluate your close friendships and make sure that they are equally yoked with you, meaning that they are on the same maturity level and that they are also believers because I can tell you how broken you will be if you have close friends that don't love Jesus because all of your advice and all of your mannerisms are going to come from them and it will drive you away from Jesus. I know from personal experience. So make sure you keep your close friendships in check and that you're equally yoked so that you guys can um, lead each other towards God. Um, And lastly, 
I think that self-reflection is super important. Just taking time to reflect on your actions, reflect on your heart and where your intentions are at and like just making sure that you really are living for God and that you're doing all the right things um, and that your heart is always in the right place and that you are humbling yourself in those moments. All right, question two. How do you guys go about having a deeper relationship with God? Or maybe you just don't know where to start with that relationship. Where did you guys start? Or how should new believers start? My my basic answer is communication. Um, I have been a Christian my whole life. And I don't think I really had that deeper connection with God until um, I was about like 15. And I learned that because... I have felt so distant from God so many times and I talked to my youth pastor this one time and I was like, I feel like I'm praying and I'm doing all the right things and I just don't understand like why I don't feel close to God. And he was like, do you read your Bible? I was like, honestly, not really. And reading your Bible is so vital. First of all, that's literally God's own word. So that is God speaking to you. And you're learning about the character of God, which in turn makes you want to talk to him more in prayer. But also, he, he made this analogy. He said, if we all went to China right now and we had to talk to those people, we're not going to understand what they're saying if they're talking to us. We might not even think they're talking to us because we have no idea what they're saying. We don't know their language. So what are we going to do? We're going to learn the language. We're going to get a dictionary and learn Chinese so that we can understand what they're saying and that we can know when they are acknowledging us well the same thing god is always talking to us but sometimes we don't hear him and we don't understand because we haven't learned the language and god's language is the bible so we need to dive into the bible and this way we're able to hear him and it our prayers are just not not just um one-sided you know so i think just like reading your bible and praying are just so so important because it's it's a relationship. You're not just on the receiving end. You are speaking to God as well. I would start with the gospel. So reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and just learning Jesus's story, learning who Jesus is, how he loved people, um, the grace that he offers, and the fact that he, he came and he individually died for each of us. We are each um, so important to him and so loved by him. And he got on the cross to take each of our sins as individuals and as a church, as, as a whole body of Christ. And so I would say, start with the gospel of who Jesus is and learn about him and his love and just grasp a firm understanding of that. Um, and then continue on. I mean, with the Bible, I mean, it, it God gives this basically a handbook of, him of learning about him and so really just digging into that listening to other podcasts about the bible um and just learning learning so much and in that learning falling more in love with jesus so assuming you're a new believer and you're like man how do i start reading the bible where should i start because there's a ton of books in there john the gospel of john is probably the best starting place i think um for any new believer because you get to really see jesus um, in his life and in his miracles and things like that. Um, and then that was a really good reflection of God's love for us. So I think John is the place to go as far as, um, having a deeper relationship with God. I think that comes through our prayer. 
um, having constant prayer and communication with God. That could look like praises, so waking up in the morning and thanking Him. Um, but throughout the day, just have constant prayer and talking to God and letting Him know, you know, how you're feeling. I think that's super important, and that's something a lot of people um, kind of miss is the importance of prayer, not just praying when you want something and not just praying right before bed, but just having constant communication with God is so important. Um, that, and then again, finding a church. I think if you want a deeper relationship with God, you have to build a community and really challenge each other. Um, because it does get hard for us to challenge ourselves and, and to encourage ourselves. So I think that finding community is super important. Third question is, how do you go about telling your friends and family that you've decided to start this walk with God? And what if they're non-believers? How do you approach that? This can be really hard. Um, and it's easier said than done because your feelings are going to say, mm, you probably shouldn't do that. It's intimidating. I'm nervous. You know, what are they going to think? However, once you've developed a fear of God and a really good understanding of God's love for us and what he's done, and assuming you're saved, that should be kind of an exciting conversation. It's going to be hard, but you could be, if, you're, if your family's non-believers, your friends aren't believers, it could really plant a seed or spark conversation to help encourage them to, you know, challenge what they believe almost. And, and, and maybe they will, you know, become saved later down the road just because you planted the seed and God did the rest. I think that's super important. Um, while again, it's going to be hard, just approach the conversation and say, you know, guys, this is what, you know, I believe in God and this is what he's done in my life. This is how I've changed. Um, he, he loves me. He saved me from this, from that. Your testimony, the power of your testimony is, is something that people can't take away from you. Um, God's work in your life is something that people can't deny. So super important. And you're really just gonna have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Um, understand that you're not called to comfort. You're just called to spread the word of God and um, whatever that looks like. So just do it. Pray before, trust in God that he is going to provide for you and that, that everything is going to be okay. Um, personally, I don't think you really need to like outwardly announce it to the whole world. Like, yeah, you can post about it and like when it comes up, talk about it and like do all that. But it's not so much about what you say, but it's about what you do. Because in the Bible, it says they will know we are Christians by our love. So I don't think you really need to like go to your family and friends and be like, hey, guess what? I love Jesus. Like, they can know, but, like, I really think it's better to let them see how you've changed. Um, live like Jesus. Live with love. Be different. Um, be bold in your faith. And they will notice, and they will ask you what has changed. And that's, like, the perfect time to plant the seed in them and tell them about Jesus and how much you love him and how much he's changed um, your life and tell them your testimony and all that. Gosh, I think this one is really hard and can be really hard. Um, for some people, it might be easier. Others, it might be um, harder. And just depending on the reaction of family members or friends. I think personal testimony is so powerful. I think God works in each of our stories and his glory and power and grace and mercy is glittered and woven throughout all of our stories in so many different places. And I think the best way to come to a family member or friend is to share your story and then share how Jesus has impacted it. To share why, where you've seen him, the grace and mercy and his love. Um, I think talking about him 
and how he lived his life and how that's how you want to live your life is a great way to also include why you're choosing to follow Jesus. But I also think just laying it out of, hey, this is something that I truly believe and I've experienced his grace and his love and it's something I'm going to follow. And and maybe just leaving it at that for a little while. If it's not handled great by friends or family, maybe you just leave it at that for a little while. But I think as Jesus transforms your heart as you follow him, there will be significantly more opportunities for you to share um, why your life is being transformed, maybe why you're not doing certain things that you used to do. And and Jesus, Jesus transforms our hearts and our actions into a way that people question why we live a certain way. And so I think there will be more and more opportunities as you continue in your faith for that conversation um, to to expand and to grow um, to a deeper level. The fourth question is, what are your guys' biggest piece of advice or things that you've learned as you've walked with Jesus and as you've lived out your faith? Gosh, I feel like I'm always learning. Um, but the biggest piece of advice is not tying Jesus to things that I think I deserve. It's something that I'm continually relearning. Because um, I think sometimes I'll go, oh, because I follow you, God, I get X, Y, or Z. Which is just not the truth. Um, so many times, like, we think we're promised, you know, a spouse or we're promised kids or we're promised this excellent career or we're promised um this house with a family and a great car and x y and z and we're like these are just things that we'll get when we follow jesus and that's not the that's not the that's not the promise that he gives us the promise that jesus gives us is that he will walk by us through all of the trials he will be steadfast. His love will be constant. His grace will be overwhelming. Um, and he promises us to be with us always. And and those are the things that we can cling to. And as I look back on the trials and the things that I've gone, God, why is this happening? Why is this? Why does life honestly suck right now? When I look back at those things in my life, Jesus was there in those moments, whether it's through friendships that I had at that time or it's through the Bible or it's through a worship song or it's through honestly anything I can see glimpses of where God showed his love and his mercy to me and so remembering that God's faithfulness is independent of any of the things that I think I deserve I can work for those things in my life but ultimately God's God's faithfulness and anything of who God is is independent from my expectations of what he should meet like oh god i did this so you should give me that like that's not true um so yeah it's honestly just his faithfulness is independent of so many things that i tend to tie him to and and he shouldn't be tied to those things he's greater than, than those things and like my story even though it's riddled with different different struggles um, his faithfulness has stayed true through all of it. And those stories and trials, somehow, I don't know how, but somehow my little story gets to play a part in his greater triumphant story that we know that wins ultimately. First, being comfortable while being uncomfortable and understanding again that we aren't called to comfort, um, but really God's love 
and what that looks like and how to love like Christ is something that I think I'm learning now a lot more and I'm diving into a lot more because it really sets the foundation of a Christian life, I think, in, in how we portray Christ. Uh, we see a lot of division in the church, a lot of division in society right now, and it's because we're a godless society. We're leaning away from God. We're turning away from God and His love. We're growing cold and hardened, and, and we do need to be the light of the world, and I think one of the best ways to do that is is to love like Christ would, and that's the most difficult thing, in my opinion, um, besides denying our flesh, is, is loving like Christ. That means praying for your enemies and wanting to see them in heaven with you. Um, it, it looks like you know, suffering for yourself. It's, it's saying, you know, I'm going to put my own desires aside for the better of humanity so I can, I can serve others. And, and that's a hard thing to do. We have to make sacrifices to love like Christ. Um, but understand that Christ suffered for us on the cross, so we should be willing to suffer for him. Um, man, God's love is so important and something that I think uh, you should be diving deep into and understanding if you're, if you're, you know, a new believer, that's so important. And then what that looks like in your life. How can you apply that? I think that's a great way to um, not only reflect Christ, but to make your life better. <laughs> when you love like Christ, while yes, it's uncomfortable, and while yes, it can be hard on yourself, it's only going to benefit everyone around you and um, grow your relationship with God and, and, and really make you lean on him more and trust in him more. For me, it would be resting in the truth that god is enough and it's something that i still struggle with fully comprehending today like god is enough i could have everything taken away from me and god is going to be there and he's going to provide for me and something that stands out to me is that we worry about so much in this world but the thing is when did adam and eve ever worry they never worried. They didn't have worry. The animals weren't built with worry. But worry entered this world when sin entered this world. There is no point of worrying. You don't need to worry about if you're going to get that job or how you're going to make money. You don't need to worry about whether you're going to get food or whether you're going to fall in love or whatever it is that you're worrying about in life. Give it to God and stop worrying because worry comes from sin. Worry is not made by God. We're not made to worry. God provides for everything on this earth that loves him. That's why the animals aren't really struggling because God provides for them because they believe in him and they love him. If you believe in him and you love him, he is going to take care of you. He is a father. And knowing that he's enough will also help you to stop seeking validation from other people and just living boldly with God on your own. And he's going to bring those awesome people into your life and you don't have to worry about that. And you're going to have this this Godfidence, you know, um, to just like live life for him and be this awesome vessel. So I think knowing that God is enough, truly, truly believing that is so, so important. And the last question is, how do you keep the fire, the drive, that passion to know Jesus more? This is hard. And I think one of the biggest things is don't let guilt consume you because as Christians, we're going to go through seasons. There's going to be seasons where we feel a little dry and unmotivated, and that's when discipline is so important. And I know I talked about discipline before, but sometimes it's it's not about motivating yourself. It's about disciplining yourself and making yourself do it because, like, if you don't talk to someone in a while, like, you don't really, like, get an urge to talk to them, but you really enjoyed it before. Like, once you start talking again, once you finally just get over it and talk to them for the first time, you're going to want to continue talking to them. And it's the same way with God. If you stop talking to him, you might not get that urge anymore. And you might look back and be like, dang, it was so good. 
but stop guilt tripping yourself and just start talking to him again. Um, and again, consistency, keep, keep reading the word, um, every, every single day. And also I think like reading other Christian content stuff, that's not just the Bible, like reading Christian books and hearing people's testimonies and stuff like that and share what you've learned. I think outreach or ministry is so, so important to keeping that fire for Jesus because we are here to do the will of Jesus, which he served people. So we are here to serve people and to bring people to the kingdom of God. And when you have those moments where you just have that deep talk with someone and you're able to show the love of God to them and you know that they feel it and that they are going to pursue him, that is the best feeling in the entire world. Like, that is the most joy, and there's no way that you're not going to be on fire for Jesus after that. I love this question because I think it's the one that I get the most in my DMs. It's, it's Zach, how do you have the motivation to read the Bible every day? Zach, why do you, you know, you seem like you don't struggle, whatever. Understand that while, yes, being on fire for the Lord is great, and, and a lot of times people say that when they come back from youth camp or they just had a great worship night or whatever, we get this spiritual high. We have to understand that that spiritual high is not going to last forever. It's not going to be a consistent thing. And that's okay. That doesn't mean that God is distant. It doesn't mean that our relationship with him is different. It just means that our emotions have changed. God is consistent and our emotions are not. So we cannot let our faith and our feelings go together because they're two separate things. I'm not saying feelings are bad, but when we put that and allow our faith to be dependent upon our feelings, we will struggle. Um, so honestly, we're looking at two different things. We're looking at the word motivation versus discipline. How do you stay on fire for the Lord? How do you, how do you stay on fire? You know, um, how do you read your Bible every day? How do you have the motivation to do that? Well, I don't. Um, motivation is something that is based upon our emotions and our feelings. However, discipline, I'm disciplined enough to go and, and read my Bible every day. I have to stay disciplined. Self-discipline is so important because you're not going to feel like it, but you still have to do it anyway. Put your feelings aside. Read the Word of God. I've never regretted reading the Bible. I've never regretted praying. I always feel better after. It's that initial step, that leap I have to take to just do it. To say, man, I really don't feel like reading my Bible right now, but I'm going to do it anyway. And then after, I'm like, wow, I'm so glad I did that. And, and you get closer to the Lord by doing that. That also comes into denying your flesh and putting your own desires aside, right? Um, and, and suffering <laughs> in a good way, being a, being a servant to, to Christ and, and understanding your relationship with Him. And again, I think a lot of this comes back straight to the fear of God and understanding God is God. And that we are blessed and we are undeserving, yet He so graciously gave us the ability to, you know, inherit um, eternal life if we believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins? I think this one's hard. Um, I think it's hard because the devil knows that complacency is honestly the best way to attack us. Um, Because when we're complacent, we don't have a desire to read our Bibles, listen to a podcast, to listen to worship music, to love people better. All these different things, I think, stem from complacency. So I think one, acknowledging that is really good that complacency is something from the devil and and we will become complacent and to recognize hey this complacency isn't good 
two, I think I had to remind myself over and over again that the Bible isn't just this boring textbook to read. It's a love letter that God wrote to us of his pursuit for humanity, for me, for our lives, for your lives, um, for all of our lives. It's his love letter to us, his pursuit of us. Um, and when I look at the Bible that way versus as a textbook, I have a desire to read it more and more and to learn more about what God says for us, what he promises us, what Jesus did for us, all of it. And I think three, recognizing, I mean, as we grow in our faith, our lives should reflect Jesus more and more. And I just think that's a beautiful thing. Um, And so recognizing that, you know, if I want to love people better, staying strong in my faith is going to be the number one way to do that. That's the best way to love people better. Um, Because when I'm trying to love people just based off of how I would, I fall short time and time again. But if I'm strong in my faith and I try and love people how Jesus would, that's when he's shown best through my actions. Um, and he shows him, he reveals himself through me. And that's, that's a beautiful thing that, that gets to happen in, in our faith. Alrighty, that is going to be it for this week's panel. Next week, we have some more amazing guests. It's been so cool to listen to these responses because as you guys have seen listening from home, each and every one of us are on a unique path and are on a unique journey with Jesus and each one of us have learned different things. We all rest in the same truths and knowledge that Jesus is our Lord and Savior, but we're all walking different paths and we're all learning different things. So it's so, so cool to see little pieces of each and every one of our testimonies sprinkled in and just as my friends here answer the questions, you can see just like their love for Jesus reflected in these questions and they genuinely genuinely care and they genuinely walk with Jesus and you can really tell. So thank you guys. Thank you, Zach, Amanda, and Hannah. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to answer these questions. You guys are absolutely incredible. I love learning from you guys always. Those of you listening at home, if you want to go follow these lovely individuals, their Instagrams will be in the description, but I hope you guys have an amazing week, and I will see all of you. I mean, I will be with all you guys again next Wednesday for even more guests coming your way. Love that, but I love you guys. Bye.